the blast from our past network. The ancient weapons of the ninja. They held legendary powers for both good men and evil. It was true then and there. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. Welcome to month two of us getting our ninja on. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Dean, a master at the Juju Shuriken. I am. I am actually deadly a master accurate. at the Juju Shuriken. Yeah, deadly accurate. Um, it's my number one. It's my number one weapon. Yeah. You have hit me in the ass with your Juju Shuriken so many times. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not It's not fun. Yeah, I learned at such a young age. Like, I picked it up when I was three, and I've just been just perfecting the craft since then. Yeah, it's most impressive, Dean. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Well, Dean, this month, we're covering Ninja from 2009. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's called Ninja. It's just Ninja. How do you it's not be... cover Ninja? On it's got, yeah, you've got to cover it. The ninja, the year of the ninja. How do you not cover a movie called Ninja? You have to. You'd have to be stupid not to cover Ninja. Yeah, yeah. just a, a straight idiot if you didn't cover Ninja. Yeah. So we did it. It's true. We did it. We're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to do it though. Oh, you were going to be an idiot. I was going to cover Ninja, Shadow of a Tear. Okay. That's that's what I had on my list. And that's part two of this franchise. Oh. But uh, a listener, Andy, requested we do Ninja, the first of the series. And I was more than happy to make that switch to accommodate um, a listener. So, Good call. Thank you, Andy, for dropping yeah. us a line and making the request. And straightening us out. We were about to make a, a big faux pas. We were about to not cover a movie called Ninja. Ninja. Yeah. Huge, that would have been a huge miss. Huge miss. Yeah. yeah. Amateur hour right there. So Yeah. So thank uh, you. Thank you, Andy. Much appreciated. Yeah. Hope you enjoy our review of this. Now, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, and I'll let you know that we're reviewing a ninja movie the first Monday of every month this year. Uh, I just find, Dean, that that provides a little bit of stability for the listeners. They know what to expect. Yep. They can it's find nice. comfort in the first Monday of every month, unless they don't like heads and arms popping off. Then it's yeah. probably uncomfortable. True. It's comfort for me as well. I like knowing what we're going to do. You know, at least once of every, every month, I know what's coming up. And uh, it's great. I love it. I like it too. Yeah. 
Well, well, this is a big thing for you. Over on uh, Patreon, we did a ninja episode, and I I told yes. you, you and the patrons, all the ninja movies that we're covering this year. So you, you, I know them all. You have your yeah. all the Mondays of the months uh, prepared. You you know what to expect. Exactly. They're all slotted in. They're all sketched in. And you're looking forward to it, aren't you? I'm looking forward to each and every week, and that is no lie. I have gone yeah, over same. that list up and down, backwards and, and forwards, inside and out, and uh, every single week I'm excited for a different reason. Yeah, if that list was a ninja, it would cut your head off. It would. It would cut my clean, head off. Clean off. Love it. Now, Dean, I'm feeling very ready for this second ninja review. What about you? Oh, I'm so ready. I was so excited to sit down. I, maybe I've never been more excited to sit down and watch a movie I've never heard of. Yeah. Um, I, I, was, I, was, I was really pumped. Just because what we came off of last month, what we came off of the first movie, I was like, I get it. I get the ninja. Let's do it. Let's get another one going here. Yeah. Yeah, after the first one, man, do I just want more. Yeah. Uh, I will say about this movie, I was very pleased. I was very oh, pleased good. with Ninja 2009. Good. I really liked it. I had a great time. I'm not sure my scores will reflect that. That's fine. I mean... We'll see. Like, it's we'll no, talk about it when we no get there. It's no duel to the death. But and that's the thing. It's no duel to the death. But a uh, man, did I have a good time with this? This is, this is a good movie. I had a wonderful time. I think yeah. I scored it very appropriately. Uh, Same. I hope you did as well. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about that at the end of the episode. But this movie was released in 2009 with an estimated budget of 10 million, and this film grosses less than two hundred thousand dollars. Now, Ouch. for anyone keeping track, that's not good. That's not good. Anyone who just pulled their calculator out, it's bad. It's a bad percentage. Yeah, don't don't worry about pulling it out. I'll let you know. It, it's not great. Not good. Bad. No. I, yet yet I there was why. a second, Tim. Yet there was a second one. Yeah, there was a second. I'm very excited Weird. to watch it. Yeah. Maybe a, Patre a Patreon episode? I don't know. That's not a bad you know, idea. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't know if it'll be that, but we're going to do something fun, maybe a few fun things ninja-related over on Patreon this year to kind of cool. like uh, coincide with the walkthrough for sure. So check it out. Now, Dean, this movie stars a Scott Adkins. Now, were you familiar with this guy before this movie? Nope. Had to look him up after because I was like, where has this guy been in my life? Yes, exactly. I was not familiar with him either. He's a British action movie guy starring in the Undisputed franchise, which I think I've heard of, but I don't know for sure. I have not. Yeah. He was in X-Men Origins Wolverine, a truly terrible movie. He oh, was really bad. In The Bourne Ultimatum, he was in Zero Dark Thirty, he was in Doctor Strange and many other movies. So, guys, you know, he he's out there. He's doing stuff. I just didn't know it. Yeah, he's there. He's just kind of in the background doing stuff. Like, I don't think I, well, at least I haven't. I've seen those movies you listed. Nothing sticks out to me like I saw in this movie. Nothing makes me say like, oh, shit, that guy. That guy just did all that stuff. Um, so I I want more showcase movies like this, you know, or, or at least have him be like, 
I don't think in any of those movies he's like the number one baddie. Oh no, you know, like of get not. him, get him to be the the guy. Like we we need some sort of parkour chase with this guy. He's incredible. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, he's the co lead in this movie, so we get a bunch of him. Yeah, uh, and he's he's jacked, fucking ripped. Yeah, he's, he's jacked. jacked, man. He's to super jacked. It's wild. Holy smokes! It and is. Man, it's he's got moves. Man. He's got skills. Yeah, yeah. This guy, this guy's great. There's a lot of slow motion, and it's only so we as a viewer can see what he's doing because he's doing so much shit so yeah. fast. It's so we can keep up with him. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of slow motion. He rules. This is your probably best action movie star of the, of the time, like of the, maybe the 2010s to now. Like, yeah. I, I don't think people are really doing like this type of action anymore. And no. man, this guy is just killing it. Wow. He's he, killing it. And I, I wish he was killing it more. You know, I wish there was more of him. Yeah. I wouldn't mind him getting like a, a full on like big blockbuster movie that uh, he could be in yeah for sure i mean if you got statham out there you know statham's statham's pretty good but he's not to this level so if you got statham doing franchise give this guy a franchise give this guy some sort of action franchise yeah like i like statham better but statham isn't doing these type of fight fight scenes and and moves like no statham's a different type of presence but exactly scott atkins he actually is going to be in john wick 4 so i'm very interested to see his role in that because if cool. he's the, like one of the main bad guys in that movie, that could be really big. That could be good for him and for sure. uh, yeah. move him along a little bit. But he's getting a bit older. I think he's uh yeah. I think he's like 46 now. Okay. Probably still has an eight pack, huge pecs. Yeah, this might be his peak. The pe- the movie where he showed off all the moves. Th- it, this might have been. He was like, "Oh yeah. man, he was so good in this." Now, the movie starts with some text on screen. And I will read that text for everyone. It says, In feudal Japan, a ninja was a mercenary, trained in the martial arts, espionage, and assassination. Outlawed in the 1600s, the tradition was kept alive in secret. The deadly art handed down from generation to generation. And that's it. And that is such a basic explanation that it would only yeah. be helpful for someone who has never heard the word ninja before. Right. Yeah. Give us a bit more, maybe. Like, we, we, I feel like everyone knows like what a ninja is. Pump it up a bit. Here's the thing, Tim. It's called ninja. And I guess they let us know in the first 30 seconds. This isn't an origin of the ninja. Like, here's what a ninja is. Here it is. You, you, now you know. We're not going to give an origin of it. Who's watching a movie called Ninja that needs yeah. this and type of an explanation know. at the beginning? Oh, what's what's this word? Ninja. I've never heard this word before. Let's watch this movie. Reading that, Tim, reading that at the beginning, I just felt like an expert. I was like, oh, man, I know so <laughs> yeah, much totally. more about the ninja than you do, movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do know way more than that. I don't know if you I don't know if you heard our, our episode uh, o- over on Patreon yeah, movie, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I, we know a lot more than you do. <laughs> yeah, this might have been good before we started this walkthrough. It might have helped me yeah. out, but now I know way yeah. more about the ninja, and this just didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's totally fine though. You know what I really liked was that while they were giving this uh, text explanation, there was some really really cool artwork of ninja being shown on scrolls. Mm-hmm. 
And wow, I would have liked to have seen a lot more of that. I wish the expo- yep. explanation went on way longer just so I could see more of this ninja art. It looked really good. Yeah. I was definitely shocked when it was done. I was like, oh, was yeah, because like, oh, it happened that's, so that's fast. That's it? There's no more? Okay. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I've heard of a ninja. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of the ninja. Thank you, though. I know they were from a long time ago. I know they were wiped out because there clearly aren't any walking around. So tell me something I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I will give some early props to the movie with the title card because it's the word ninja, name of the movie. Yeah. And for the A, they use a throwing star. I thought that was Looks a nice cool. touch. Looks cool. Now we're in Japan. We see Ninja being trained. We see our lead man, Scott Atkins, who plays Casey. And uh, if we haven't mentioned it yet, I would like to say that he is super jacked. Yeah. He has muscles in all of the spots. Like all the (laughs) spots on his body, there's a big muscle there. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Now, Dean, he's the only one out of the entire group with his shirt off. So my assumption is shirts are optional for Westerners at this facility. Yeah, that, that's a good assessment. I didn't notice he was the only one wearing a shirt because he was the only one I was looking at. So I didn't really, I was just still trying to, if ever they cut to someone else, I was like, what? That guy's pecs? That guy's abs? And then they would cut back to him and I get to, to see it again. So uh, I didn't notice that anyone else wasn't wearing a shirt. Yeah, that's fine. I, I understand. Now, we see them training with lots of different weapons, which I really liked seeing. Right off the bat. Great start. Great lots start. Lots of different weapons. Awesome. Yep. Rope and sickle. Yep. Yep. Rope and sickle, nunchucks, bow, wooden all katana, yeah. all sorts of cool yeah. stuff. Right off the bat. Loved it. Now, the sensei starts a narration, and we see a flashback as he's narrating where we're introduced to the Yorai Bitsu. And that is the only remaining object of the Koga Ninja that's left. And it's basically a box containing the weapons of the ninja that have been collected through the ages. And we see many, many cool ninja weapons being laid out on a cloth. The narrator says the weapons were created for one reason, sudden and violent death. Wow. Heck yeah. Wow. The flashback shows us a fight where a ninja is using those weapons to fight a samurai. Yeah, so I love that. Dude, right off the bat, we get a ninja fighting a samurai. Hell yeah. Cool. Loved that. Cool. Very cool. The narrator also tells us the ninja have mastered the forging of the deadliest poison that has only one antidote. And we see the ninja's most beloved weapon, the katana, being used to land a killing blow to the samurai. Now, Dean, yeah. what did you think of this opening? Loved it. What a way to get me invested right away is that you build a lore about a chest of weapons. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's visually cool to see a chest of weapons, and then you just start talking about how this is like kind of the most important thing that's going to be in this movie, is this chest of weapons. So already I'm super excited that the movie is going to be about it. You know, it's going to be about these deadly weapons 
We know they're all going to get pulled out and used at some point. So I'm also super excited for that. I'm just waiting for like, oh, what, what's it going to be like when we have to use all these deadly weapons when they get pulled out? So great way to start the movie. I'm totally on board right away. Same. Uh, what did that box of weapons remind you of? Your duffel bag. My little brown like, bag. Tim needed a, Tim needed a box. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I had. Full of ninja weapons, throwing stars. Yeah. Plastic knives, explosives, fake IDs. Fake IDs. Somehow you had some fake IDs in there. I don't think this box had fake IDs, but I had fake IDs. You needed them. Yeah. You had uh, you had currencies from 12 different countries <laughs> in there just in case. <laughs> the thing with my IDs is you never know when you might need to convince somebody that you're Iceman. You had an Iceman ID, Tim? I was Iceman. <laughs> okay. What's the point of that? Just in case. Just in case you need to know, I'm actually yeah. Iceman. And then I had, mul- Iceman. I had multiple superhero ones that I like cut out, I wrote on, I made them. Those are my IDs. You're like, I'm also Wolverine. <laughs> I had a bunch of keys in case I actually encountered the door that the key worked on randomly great just in case just in case i'm ever randomly at the door one of the keys is four you are prepared yeah handcuffs man i missed that duffel bag firecrackers why didn't i keep that forever you needed that you just needed to upgrade it into a box and now it's for adults i should start collecting again i actually have a real uh, throwing star in my basement hmm I'll, maybe I'll post that on one of these ninja episodes on social media. My throwing star. That's that's how you can start the new bag. Just start fresh, and now it has real things in it, Tim. So you put the real throwing star in there. You get some real nunchucks. You put those in there. You just start collecting real weapons and put them in there. I appreciate that, Dean, but it just wouldn't be the same. I think. Uh, okay. It was a time and a place, and uh, it just wouldn't. It wouldn't work out if I still had that bag. Yeah, I'd carry it around everywhere for sure. I love that bag. Yeah. wonder what happened yeah. to that. Uh, okay, enough about this bag. Um, we meet uh, two of the main characters here. A girl named Namiko, who seems to have something going with Casey. They got a little yep. lo- love fling going on. Oh, yeah. And we meet a Masazuka, who doesn't mm-hmm. seem to approve of that relationship. Or Casey having his shirt off in general yeah he does not like casey he does not have a love fling with casey he does not have any kind of fling with casey he does not like him at all no and casey and namiko are wearing white and masazuka who i'm going to call masa for the movie because it's easier he's wearing black so Mm. my brain automatically goes to white good black bad which yes, and wasn't the case in Duel to the Death, but is the case here. Yeah, exactly. It didn't pay off for you last movie. It uh, We needed to learn as the movie progressed, black doesn't mean bad. Definitely, definitely it paid off for you in this movie. Definitely. Now, right on cue, Dean, the movie gives us what we're looking for. It gives us a very dramatic sparring match between Casey and Massa. And yeah. they start with wooden swords until Massa gets too into it and throws real swords into the mix. Casey ends up cutting Massa's face. The match is broken up. 
but it was a fun fight. I enjoyed it. A lot of kind of early quick action here. But Masa is expelled by the sensei for his actions. He broke the code and he's out, Dean. He's out and he takes it very hard. He's out and he has one person to blame and that is himself. He took a real sword and tried to kill Casey. <laughs> like, oh, that's who, uh, who do you think he blames though, Dean? Exactly. I could see it in his fucking eyes that he was blaming everybody else, but uh, he oh, was he blaming Casey. Casey. Yeah. He was blaming Casey. He was also blaming, you know, the master for kicking him out. Uh, he, I was just thinking, sitting there thinking, you got only yourself to blame, man. You took out a real sword and tried to kill another student. Yeah, you're expelled. If I did that in school, Tim, I would also be expelled. Yeah, true. It, it was clearly his fault. Yeah. Now we meet an evil organization at an industrial plant in New York, and they're called The Ring, and they're initiating a new member, and this has a very culty feel to it. They're all dressed up yes. in robes, and there's like maybe a giant pentagram in the room with them or something. Maybe. Could be. Um, then we head off to Russia, where we see some corrupt business is about to go down until a ninja appears and starts taking all the businessmen out. Yep. And the ninja is in a very cool-looking suit and is throwing projectiles. It's shooting a gun. It's using a sword. And after the ninja kills everyone, we get a close-up on the eyes. I think it's going to be Casey. That's, mm. that's what I think this movie's about. It's Casey right. the ninja. That's not yep. the case. Because we can see that it's Massa. Yeah. Which makes sense. It does make sense. It just didn't make yeah. sense. I was in, the in same, my, though. I had a preconceived notion of what this movie was going to be, and that was not the case. Yeah. I was exactly the same, Tim. I was like, this is going to be Casey, for sure. This is Casey. He's a ninja. These people must be really bad, and that's why they're getting assassinated. Yeah, he's doing good things by hurting the bad guys. Exactly. This is Casey. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, and then as soon as they was zoomed up to the face, I was like, oh, okay. That's not I Casey. Mean, that, that's not Casey, but that makes sense. This guy was a bad guy, so he's doing the killings. That makes sense. Also, that ninja was wearing, like, a shirt, so that can't be Casey. He doesn't wear shirts. It can't, yeah, that's true. That should have tipped us off right away. Then we see the ninja slide across a rope from one building to the next, which looked great because they made it look like he was flying. They, they yep. clearly awesome. clearly took inspiration from like these older ninja movies where the ninja just seemed to be flying across a forest. And they, yep. they um, like reproduced that. You could tell there was a little bit of a rope like they did it on purpose. They're like, we don't want you to think that he can actually fly. So they showed you a bit of wire but then definitely just made him hold his stance and it looked like he was just yeah. gliding ac across the air. Very nice touch. Loved it. Yeah. So it turns out that this ninja is actually making hits for the ring, this evil organization. And I think that's cool. I like that this ninja is like a, a bad guy. He's on the side of the bad guys, actually. Yeah, for sure. So that was uh, an early little twist that kind of... Um, I liked. I liked in the movie. Yeah, and that he's kind of like for hire. You know, it's just like yeah. he's assassin for hire, basically. That's what he's done after he's left this school. He's just like, all right, well, I'll use my skills then to kill people, but I'll be hired by, you know, he's hired by the the cult. So, yeah, it's we know right away that he's, you know, not only was he expelled, but his, his life went down the road of assassin. This is the thing, though. 
that this movie kind of like fooled me into thinking it's like, oh, he's a bad guy. He's doing these things that are wrong. But all he's doing is being a ninja. That is what the ninja do. True. They're hired yeah, true. for money to do whatever you yeah. ask them to do. So I don't even yeah. think he was doing anything wrong here. He's just, he's being a ninja. Someone hired him. Please go kill these people. Okay, I'm a yeah. ninja. Well, that's what I do. So. Yeah, for sure. I struggled a bit, you know, even looking at him as a bad guy because in the realm of the ninja that I don't think that's the case. Here's the thing. I think he's the only ninja in the movie, basically. Like maybe maybe later, you know, some people become ninjas. But to me, for 80% of this movie, 90%, he's the only ninja in the movie and he's the bad guy. So like, it's a cool twist on that. It's a, it's cool to to think that, to go into it and be like, oh, wait, wait, wait a second. This movie's a, called Ninja, about a ninja, but the ninja is the bad guy. The bad guy's the ninja. So I liked it. I, I did still think he was the bad guy. I did feel the whole time he's the bad guy, but I get what you're saying. He's the ninja. He's the, like, he's the ninja in the movie. So he's just doing ninja, ninja stuff. Yeah, he's doing what ninja do. He's, do, he's so. doing what ninja do, but he's doing it for the bad. I mean, so, so was in the last movie. Whoever um, is you do it for whoever hires you guys. Yeah. Okay. Who, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's settle something, you know, right okay. here. If you hire a ninja, it's not for good reasons. You're not hiring yeah. a ninja to like, like take your child to the park to have a nice afternoon. You're hiring them for murder and espionage yeah. and infiltration. Yeah. You're hiring them to do bad things. So at the very core of a ninja, they are, you know, they'd have to be considered bad, bad guys. Yeah. So I guess that's, I guess that's the realization I'm coming to in this second movie. And, you know, maybe this is the realization we're coming to is yeah. that ninja maybe means bad. Like maybe you're a bad guy if you're a ninja, yeah. because it was last movie and it was this movie is being a ninja. You're the bad guy. I think you're, I think you're the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. I think you're the bad guy. This is where I liked in this movie that Casey wasn't the ninja. Because I don't yeah, know if awesome. Casey fits as a ninja, even though For sure. like the clan he was in at the dojo there, I think they are ninja. Um, yeah. But, but like they're, they're like the modern day ninja, a school that's still going in secret. I think they do things that are good. So maybe like through the years and through the generations, as times have changed, they have now become like a good organization. But, you know, at the root of what the ninja used to be. I like that the ninja in this movie is bad because that's what they are. Yeah, for sure. Great. So, uh, yeah, curious to see where that goes in future movies. Yeah, definitely. Because I always thought, you know, ninja was good. I always thought that. Same. I just always kind of had that in my mind. But yeah, I don't think that's the case, Dean. I don't think that's the case. They wear black, Tim. They, yeah, they do bad things. They do bad things and wear black. The enemy. Now it's time for the sensei to proclaim a new guardian for the Yorai Bitsu. And guess who shows up wanting to be chosen? Masa. Yep. They say, well, of course we can't choose you. Go away, please. And he tells them that they better watch out. So the sensei decides the best idea is to hide the box somewhere far away 
and he sends it to a New York university to be guarded by Casey, Namiko, and a few others. We see Massa suiting up. It's a great suit up scene, Dean. Yep. He has a vault full of incredible ninja weapons. This was oh, an yeah. outrageous collection. It was like Batman opening up a weapons vault or the Predator opening up a weapons vault. He just opened up this closet full of every ninja weapon you could ever dream of. It great. was great. Excellent. Yeah. And then he goes as the ninja back to the dojo to show everyone why he said, watch out. And it was a pretty cool fight scene. It's in yep. the rain. There's lots of slow motion as he's just killing his old friends one after another. Yeah. Good. Uh, pretty good blood too. In some of this, some good, good gory kills. Um, some of them are a little bit, um, you know, from a f- further away view. So you don't get the good, you know, gory, gory kill, but uh, most of them are pretty decent. Yeah, it's good computer effects with the sword going right through. Like, they, yeah. they made it look yeah. pretty real, you know, and, you know, blood coming out the back. Um, yeah, it was it was good. It, was, it wasn't yeah. great. It was good. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Massa makes his way to the sensei. They have a really good fight, too. He's only able to win because he cuts the candle out. And then uses night vision to hmm. get the upper hand. Now, this was really cool because he's got his mask where you can see his yeah. face. But then on, on each side of his head, he's got like a bit of technology. And he slides it across together in front of his face. And then he's got night vision. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked the night vision, but I wanted this scene to play out a little differently. So why don't you give us what happens in the scene and I'll tell you how I wanted it to play out a little differently. Okay, well, he's got the night vision on, and then he shoots a poison dart at the sensei, hits him with the poison dart, and then he finishes the fight by popping the sensei's head off. Popped it right off. That was good. That, that was I liked, good. I liked the end of popping the head off. I mean, we've been waiting for you know a head to pop off in this movie. Yeah. And here it is. It's a good pop. I, I didn't, I didn't pop. think it was going to happen. I was starting to think maybe they're not no. going to do it. And then they, yeah. they did it, and I was like, okay, thank you. This this movie pop. this movie knows what we want. I'm noticing. Yeah. I think this movie is really very much trying to make that modern 2009 ninja movie. You know, it's trying to adapt things in ways that uh, that make a little more sense. You know, for the modern audience, like the the zip line that the ninja was going down, like actually kind of seeing it instead of it looking like he was flying, um, that kind of thing. Still, but but still, you know. Um, giving us what we want in a ninja, you know, popping the head off and giving us these cool, um, you know, these cool kills and these cool ninja moves. So how I wanted this scene to play out is I don't love that the ninja relies on the night vision to make this kill. So I like that maybe he's cheating a bit, you know, maybe he's using like some extra technology and the master was trying to use actually the ninja stuff he closed his eyes he was listening for the water droplets he was listening for the breathing i wanted him to actually be able to stop the poison dart that was coming to actually win over the technology you know have his ninja ability one up the technology the 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 masa can still you know win in another way and still pop his head off but i wanted that moment for him to actually knock that knock that dart away sure i get that and i think you just had to wait you know 
for a little bit later for that moment. Exactly. No spoilers, yeah, exactly. Though, but... Yeah. You're you're 100% right. But, but, but I that's, get it. Yeah, that's I get where it. I was that's what I was thinking in the moment. I was like, "Oh, he really tried to use his ninja skills and it it didn't it didn't work. It, he didn't win." I think that scene probably does better uh with what you're saying if the sensei maybe blocks the dart but still gets yeah. his head cut off. But in that moment exactly. was yeah. was exactly. good enough to block the dart without seeing. I I, I think yeah. that scene plays out better if they do that. Um, I understand why they did it the way they did, but I yeah. don't think that did anything to accentuate the movie in any way. So it was almost unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, so Massa poisoned before he popped the head off uh, of, of the master, he poisoned him. And there's this antidote, you know, that they have that's going to, you know, come up multiple times in the movie is having this antidote to the poison. And he just dumps it out on the ground in front of the master before popping his head out. Like, this this guy's dramatic. Like that's what we're setting up here. It's like he's going out for revenge, and he wants you to know that he dumped it on the ground. Like he didn't just put it away to save it for later. He dumped it out. He doesn't even need it, and then popped his head off. I liked it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty big flex just to be like, here's the antidote. It's a huge flex to but dump I mean, it on the ground. At that point, who would who would actually be thinking that he'd be giving them the antidote? It's just like I yeah, never dude, thought I'll he be, would ever give anyone. You're the antidote. trying to kill me. Why would you now give me yeah. the antidote? So that I'm yeah. okay when you cut my head off? Like, nobody's thinking that, but whatever. So Massa asks the leader of the ring to help him find the box. And we see a group of the ring break into where Casey and Namiko are staying. And Casey and Namiko are overpowered by the dudes because they have handguns. Uh, Casey and Namiko have nothing. Uh, yeah. Just their registered fists as deadly weapons. Um, this was fun though. I actually really liked this fight because I enjoyed watching how good Casey was fighting guys with guns. Uh, you know, he kind of had to use everything the room had available to him to survive. Like (laughs) at one point he's hiding in a little like cupboard, (laughs) you know, as a couple other people are fighting, he's just hiding in a cupboard and then blasts out of that to fight guys. Um, it was really neat, though. I, I really liked watching him kind of kick the guns out of these guys' hands. Uh, but ultimately, it was too much, and they, uh, him and Namiko had to run off. Yeah, it's my favorite kind of martial arts. It's using the environment to, you know, help you out or to, you know, whatever, get get that upper hand on the enemy. Um, I think this movie does a really good job of escalating uh, Casey's abilities. Like, we haven't really seen him do very much that's like really mind-blowing up until this moment and then even in this scene it's still just like it's just one more step you know it's one step up and it's like oh he's actually really good and he's using his environment so i thought it's really fun you know i i think the next fight scenes keep getting better and better and better so it's not one of my top but it like in the moment it is you know that's why i like it it keeps escalating it's like oh that was really great and then when we get to the next one it's gonna be like oh that was even better so i love how this movie escalates that Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Now, to make things worse here, Dean, Casey and Namiko are actually framed for the deaths of the people in that apartment. And the police are now after them. Yeah. That's just bad. Not great. Everyone's after them. Everyone. No. Now, this was a really fun part here where Massa is trying to get a flight, but the flight is full. So he sees a guy who looks like him at the airport. Yeah. And he uses a blow dart, like this super small, 
dart and he just blows it out of his mouth. He doesn't even use a dart gun. He just has it in his mouth and hits this guy with it, knocking him out. Then he drags him to the washroom and he takes his ticket and his glasses. So I thought this was really cool ninja shit. Like, this is what I want to see out of a a modern ninja movie. I want to see them doing stuff like this, like taking over other people's identities. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is good stuff. Um, really like this part. I like that. He just like spots a guy that looks like him. Like, it's so good. It's him using his bit and being like, okay, I can, I can be this guy. I can impersonate this guy, not at the first check stop, but at the ones after, cause they don't check as, as well. You know, it's like that first one where you buy the tickets. They're really looking at your ID. They're really looking at everything. So he does it after that. He does it after the guy gets his boarding pass so that he can then take over, get that boarding pass and you know, where they don't really check as well later down the line. So Really like that. Um, I do think, you know, I a, at this moment, it's like he's done some work for hire, but now he's kind of doing his own thing. He's doing his own. So I think some of the some of the ninja stuff is a little bit taken out because he's not the work for hire anymore. He's just on a revenge tour. So I like that they put this in. You know, I like that he's still using his ninja tactics and stuff um, to be able to get that done, even though it's not work for hire at this moment. It's just like his own thing. Right. We get a pretty great action sequence here with the ring coming after Casey and Namiko. The fight starts in a coffee shop. It spills out into the street, then down into a subway station, and then onto a subway. So, yes. Dean, what did you think about this whole action sequence? This sequence is awesome. Uh, this is where I'm really starting to pay attention to how fucking great this guy is. Yeah, man. Like, this subway fight... I mean, the whole chase is great, but, like, the subway fight, he's, like, jumping through shit, and he's using everything. It's a tight quarters. Like, it's very tight, and he's using every single inch of the space that he has in order to fight and in order to gain an advantage. Yeah. And it's it's absolutely awesome. And, and this is also, like, a moment where you got to kind of find stuff around to help you help you hit, you know, help you use use in the fight and i just thought that this was so much fun this was this yeah it just just a a ton of fun fighting on the subway here totally it was the subway was the obviously the best part a lot of fun you know even in the coffee shop and getting to the subway for sure subway was so great you know he's using the poles to hang on to to jump kick people he's like flying through small areas doing all sorts of great stuff we love close quarter combat in movies. Uh, I always like to see how they utilize the space. This was excellent. Um, he like picks up a guy and violently throws him through the window as awesome. another subway is coming from the other direction. It just crushes awesome. this guy. Uh, yeah. Something we haven't mentioned yet. The fighting looks very violent. Like they're, I don't think yeah. they're pulling punches. I think people might have like vests on where you can actually punch them a lot harder than you should and they can kind of take it the kicks look hard the punches look hard they're doing flips jump kicks all sorts of really really cool stuff but the fighting looks believable so it's just like it's like this guy is a little bit of a superhero and a little bit what would it look like if a guy who's a little bit of a superhero who is capable of fighting 10 guys at once without a weapon and they have guns, what would that look like? 
And I think, I think they did a great job of conveying that in this movie because it looks real. Yeah. It looks like this guy's yeah. actually pulling it off. I don't think for a second that any of it looks fake and, and not possible. No, it looks incredible. Um, it's it's amazing the stuff he's doing. Like he'll be in the air kicking someone and then like just move his body in the air and kick someone else. And it's like, it's happening. Like he's doing it. It's just that it's in slow motion so we can just look at it and see how great it is. He's doing such amazing stuff. I think I think this is the part, and maybe it's later if I'm wrong, but I think this is the part in one of the chases that he just jumps over a car. Like it's a car is driving at him and he jumps and kind of kick like hand maybe maybe touches the top of it just briefly flips over and lands on his feet and he did that <laughs> like yeah. that was that was a stunt that he did he jumped over a car as it was driving towards him like it's just amazing stuff um that he's doing here and uh it just it looks it looks like he's hitting everyone so hard that's what i was trying to figure out was like how is how is he not hitting these people this hard because that's what it looks like no he's hitting them that hard they're just taking it yeah it, it's great it's yeah. great great dedication to the movie um He's got no weapons, though. He's he's fighting this whole time yeah. with no weapons. I was really expecting him yeah. to have more weapons, but he's just doing this hand-to-hand fighting. Namiko. Uh, I'm not a fan of Namiko. She's always getting her ass kicked. She's like the damsel in distress. She always needs help. She always needs help, and I don't like that trope. But also, no. early in the movie, she beat Casey in like a, a yeah. staff fight. So they... They establish early on that she's really good. And then for the rest of the movie, she always needs help. And I yeah. really didn't like that. Um, I don't like it either. When she gets her hands on a weapon, she'll like do okay for like five seconds. And then they disarm yeah. her and then they beat her up again. Um, yeah, she does like, fine for like beginnings of fights. She does fine for five seconds where she holds her own and then it's over. Like, and then it's just done and she needs to be saved. And it happens over and over again in the movie. Um, when she grabbed the crutch in this movie, that, that was, was good. That awesome. was some good shit. But it was but like that's, 10 seconds. That's the best. Like, yeah, it was like 10 seconds and then it was done. She got, she got beat after that. It's like, and she got, she was getting beaten up and it was like, what? Like she was just owning with that crutch. Just let her keep going. Yeah. Uh, I got exhausted by how much help she needed in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a bit too much. But to end this scene, Dean, Casey judo chops a dude's neck and breaks it. Fuck yeah. This was some odd job shit. The powerful judo chop it was. to just kill yeah. the guy. And you hear the dude's neck break, too. That was, uh, yeah. I liked it. it so was, good. It was very unique yeah. just to, to, to throw that in there. It was. Yeah, it was unique. I, I liked it a lot. I just I thought it was pretty neat that that was that was the end to that guy. Just the crack, 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 crack. Like, <laughs> so good. They punched him real hard in the balls first. So the guy would yeah. kind of like oh, yeah. look up to the sky because his balls had just been hit. And he kind of like looks up and exposes his neck. And then Casey just like. Whoppa! It was a good combo. It was a really good combo. It was a good move. Good move. Now they get off the subway. And are immediately arrested, which I thought was dumb until I started to think about it really quick. And I realized, I understand what they're doing here. I know why they're arresting these people. It's so we can watch the ninja infiltrate the police station and try to kill them. And you then got I, it. And then I was like, this is going to be great. And sure right. enough, yeah. that's exactly what they do. They immediately yeah. go to that scene. Um you know, we see Casey and Namiko being interrogated for like 20 seconds 
And then the lights all shut off in the police station. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Thank you, movie. That's what we all wanted. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. And Ninja's using his night vision here. You know, he's got uh, got the lights off, but he can see. Thought it was very cool. But my one beef with this scene is it didn't look all that dark inside the police station. Like there was, there was still yeah. somehow enough light that it didn't quite work. And I understand that like the movie has to have some light so you can see the characters, but there was a bit too much light. And I just felt like, I don't know if the ninja even needed night vision. Like if he, yeah. since he had it, maybe he was getting a small advantage, but you'd still be able to sort of see him, you know, you could still see other characters moving around. So I thought if it was like a pure blackout, that might've worked a bit better, but I understand maybe that was just too hard for them to pull off. So I get it. Yeah. No problem, but um, yeah, very cool scene. I get it. Yeah, a cool scene. I get it. Um, I'm not a big fan in this entire movie of the night vision. I don't love the night vision. I think it's an extra tool that I, I just don't I don't love. Like I, I if he was using night vision, I wish I didn't know. Like the I, I wish I had like sort of the mystery of how he could see in the dark and I didn't know. It's just my own sort of thing, my own my my own my own problem with it. I kinda of like the mystery, which is what we got in the last movie is like how are they doing these things? You know, this movie they're trying to show us a bit more. This is how they do the things. You know, it's it's very similar to the zip line we saw earlier. This is why it looks like they're flying, because he's got he's on this zip line, he's on this rope. This is why he can do everything in the dark because he has night vision. You know, I it's kind of pulling back the curtain a bit. So I didn't, I don't love it. I don't love the night vision, but I, I get what they're going for to to show us that he has the upper edge because he's he's ready and prepared, and this is how he's able to see in the dark. Yeah. So you wanted a bit more of the like the magical essence of the ninja yeah. thrown in here. Uh, yeah, I would agree. That's what I, like. I mean, I I don't think that's ever going to be a bad thing throwing in some of the magical essence. Yeah. It would definitely change what this movie is. Like th- this is sure. more of a yeah. grounded movie, um, so that's why they yeah. don't do it. They just they rely on technology. Um, yeah, b- but I understand, and I I think I agree. You know, give yeah. us this modern ninja movie and throw a bit of the magic in there as well. Throw some of the, yeah, some of the mystery. So the ninja gets to Namiko in the police station. He takes her to the roof. Casey very quickly catches up and has a fight with the ninja. But Casey has no weapons still, so he gets mauled by the ninja. Just gets owned, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. the ninja escapes with Namiko using a squirrel suit. That's part of his fucking awesome Great. wicked ninja suit. Great. So cool. Love it. That looked really so cool. good, too. Like, when it was it happening, was great. Yeah. you could tell the effects were, like, a little bit off. But. Yeah. It was just for a moment, and then everything else that they sort of did like looked really, really good. Awesome. Yeah. Just maybe the cape or something wasn't like blowing in the wind correctly, so something was weird. I know what but... you mean. Yeah. But even I know what when you he... mean something looked weird, but it looked good. Like it just worked. It worked. Like the the, the jump off the building looked great, and then the yeah. landing looked so good because it looked so seamless as he just like lands and keeps running with Namiko yeah. on his back, and there's like a like a hobo sitting on the ground. And the gust of wind blows past and like mixes up a bunch of the newspapers that are around him. Like it was yeah. that looked good really stuff. cool. Yeah, good stuff. Now, Casey, he needs to get some information here because Namiko's gone. Massa has him. He doesn't know where they are. So he grabs one of the thugs from the ring and forces him to give up the location of their headquarters. And we get 
more of what this movie is very good at, which is not wasting time, as Casey immediately goes to the headquarters. Yeah, great. The time it takes for Casey to learn the location of the headquarters, then get there, then kill two guys as he's sneaking in, then drop one of them from up high down into a secret cult meeting in progress was less time than it took me to just explain it. For sure. Yeah. That's how fast <laughs> it all happened. Action packed. I loved it. I love that this thing moves. It's like clocks in at like an hour 23 or something. Great. Let's just get it going. Let's get to the next thing. Yeah. Great amount of time. Yeah. Then after like Casey drops this dude into the middle of the meeting, he just jumps down himself into a room yep. of 20 guys. He's just like, he's confident. Whatever. This is yeah. fine. No problem here. Like, it is fine. How, <laughs> how badass can you get? Yeah. I loved it. Well, he's about to show you. He's about to show you, Tim, how badass he can get. I mean, he's showed it already. Like, I, I get yeah. it. I believe him. If he's trying to impress me, Dean, he can stop because I get it. <laughs> We're impressed. Casey. We're impressed. We're impressed. Just chill out, man. Take a break. Take a breather. Uh, <laughs> really cool location, though. I just want to point this out. Yeah. I really, really love when like bad guy organizations are in really big industrial buildings. And yeah. this was just so great for me. It worked so well. It's like a Bond location. I just love seeing these buildings. I don't know. Yeah that's it it's just they they decided to incorporate this giant industrial building and i love it yeah it's good it's good for uh it's good for these fights too because there's lots of space yeah and uh there's there's a little bit of multiple level type stuff going on here and i think when there's uh the when when the multiple levels comes into play during this fight it's some of the coolest stuff when he you know when casey has to like like attack someone up at the on the catwalk and drag them down back to the main level all cool all great stuff Yeah, it's all great. So Casey has the leader and he uses the leader's phone to call Massa and he sets up a trade of the box for Namiko. Casey then goes to get the box, which uh, is still like at that university, but it's now a crime scene. Is it at the university? Yeah, Yeah, it's still at the university, right? Because nobody knows where it is. at the university, yeah. 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 So he, he goes in. Uh, he does some pretty good <laughs> infiltration here, I might say. Yeah. He basically yeah. scales the side of a building with no equipment. Yeah, amazing. And then he goes through a vent shaft, which is awesome. Anytime someone's crawling in a vent shaft, I love it. Yeah. Now he goes in, he steals the box, but is then interrupted by a detective uh, who was questioning Casey earlier at the police station. Now, I'm going to bitch for a bit here. I don't think we need this detective. I don't think they put enough time into this character for me to care about him or even buy into the fact that he'd catch Casey here. Yeah. This this didn't work Yeah, for he's me. a little... I, I get it. He's a little too important. Like, the movie's taking him... Like, like treating him a little too important when he doesn't really need to be. Um, also, I think he's dubbed. I think he's dubbed oh, over. Really? He, maybe oh. he has... I think so. Like, I, that's just what I thought yeah, I could tell while could I was be. watching. Like, maybe he has an accent. Maybe he has, like, a, a French accent or a German okay. accent or something. And maybe, maybe they wanted to dub it just to 
be be English, but um, yeah, it, it was weird. He was always he I'm the same. He felt weird for me. It felt like the movie was always giving him a little too much. Like they were trying to push that he's important, and I'm like, but he's not. He was forced. Like maybe yeah. the movie was two hours, and they had a lot of him in there. Which would yeah, have maybe, made yeah. more sense that he could actually track down Casey, but then they're like, wow, screw it. Let's just yeah. cut it out. But in my opinion, just cut him all out. Like, we don't need For sure. any of him. Um, to take it a step further, I'd say we don't even need Namiko in this movie. Like, I, I get it. Unfortunately, that, you know, yeah. she's like this love interest and is a bit of a catalyst for why Casey's doing some of the things that he's doing, but we don't need her. You can easily get rid of her. Um, those were the two things that sort of slowed down the movie for me. This detective and Namiko. Unfortunately, her acting was not great. Kind of like took me out of it a bit. But uh, yeah, I would say it's okay. I would say yeah, I would say Namiko for this movie um, just gives something um, like it gives someone that Massa can kidnap and take, and we are worried that he won't kill because he needs information. So it's just like that kind of character, you know, where we can get all worried because someone's been actually got caught. Someone gets caught in the movie, but like they won't be someone that's instantly killed because they have information that you need. So I think that's the, like, that's the function of her. But I agree that like, she's not a great character, you know, they, they didn't put enough time into her. So yeah, that it, it's plot. It's plot wise. That's why we need, we need her in there, but yeah, not, not great. Just make her a badass. Make her doing all the damage uh, for sure. that Casey's yeah. doing, and then make her get caught by Massa. Right? She can still get caught. She can yeah, still exactly. Get, she, she can, can still, still get, get caught because he's better. It'll boost his character she, up even more, knowing that he can still catch her. Yeah, for me, she does do the only mystery ninja move in the whole movie, and that is when she is, she's chained, she's handcuffed to a table, and the camera pans over to the door, and all of a sudden, she's not anymore. She right. just comes into the shot, and she's not chained anymore. It's the only time where the movie was like, we don't know how that happened. Like, we don't know how Ninja just did it. So I liked that. That that was a part where I was, I was looking for more of that stuff. So I liked when she did that, but like, that's the only time you make her badass when she gets out of handcuffs and we don't see it. Like, yeah, just make her good. Make her awesome. Make her awesome. Like the movie seemed to be setting up. Just make that happen. Yeah. So Casey convinces the detective to let him go. And Casey leaves with the box. He gets to the trade at a construction zone. Casey lowers the box down to Massa and Massa lets Namiko go. But Massa opens the box and finds it empty. Classic. Ah, the double cross. The old classic, the box is empty move. Yep. We finally get to see Casey all decked out in ninja gear from the box. But I did find this a bit weird, Dean. Okay, why? Any idea? Why it's weird that he is decked out in all the stuff? Hmm... Why it was weird when he was decked out and all the stuff? Because uh, he, he had a shirt on? <laughs> oh, they, well, yes, that's a great answer, Dean. But but no, <laughs> that's, that's not what I'm thinking. That is very no, why, true. Why do you think it's weird? It's because that ninja outfit he's wearing looks really dated compared to Massa's. Like, yeah. Massa is wearing the Ferrari of ninja suits. Yeah. So I don't get what the big deal is to get this box with all this old shit. Like, that technology's 
400 years old. Mass is wearing the yeah. new technology with armor, yeah. night vision, squirrel suits. Why the fuck do you want what's in the box? It's shit. Yeah, no, good point. I I thought the box was more about the weapons than the suit. Because, like, when he did come out, I wasn't like, cool, he looks awesome. Like, I, I was he thinking... shittier like, than Massa looked. It's like, oh. Yeah, he looks shittier. So I, I was thinking, like, <laughs> I guess these weapons are going to be awesome. Or at least he has weapons now. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Like, yeah, now he has weapons. It, but it's like, you guys should be going after Massa's suit. Yeah, I was more like, oh, I didn't know there was a suit in there. I guess there were some clothes in that box also. <laughs> there were some rags, fucking black rags. Some rags, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Anyways, I'm I with mean, you on that. Like, I guess I kind of get it. Like, I'm I'm sure Massa, you know, there's um history to the box and, like, yeah, the legend and how important it is to the people. And he would want it. He'd want to be the owner of it. He'd, he'd want to... It would be like a status symbol of like I'm the I'm the best. If I'm the guardian of this box, like I'm basically like the head of the ninja, essentially. So like I yeah. I get it for that reason. But yeah. it's just a bit of a miss for me for them to be like chasing after the contents of this box. But meanwhile, the modern day ninja, his stuff is way better. Yeah. And I will say I've been waiting the whole movie for this box because like as soon as they as soon as they presented it at the beginning, I was like, awesome. Like these crazy weapons, these weapons that are amazing. This is going to be so cool when we get to use it. So I've been waiting the whole movie to use it. And when he comes out with the stuff on, I was a little let down. Like I was a little bit like for me, it didn't live up to the hype that I created during the movie. Yeah. Uh, I think this would have actually been another great spot for a bit of magic. Like maybe if that suit, yeah. um, and weapons contained a little bit of magic essence to kind of like pump it up a bit. I think that really yep. would have been a nice fit. So uh, yeah, good call on the, maybe the magic fitting in a bit better. Now this next part was really fun because the ring show up before Massa and Casey can have their ninja fight. Right. Yeah. And they have to kind of like take out the ring together. And while they're not yeah. teaming up, they both realize, like, we have to stop the ring before we can fight. So we get yeah. this great, great scene with the two the two ninja now killing all of the ring. And, yeah, a bunch of cool weapons. There's, you know, throwing yeah. stars, different projectiles. There were, like, these really sharp, spiky balls that got thrown out on I the like ground those. that the guys stepped yeah. on and they just wiped out and their feet are all messed up. Casey is showing off his nunchuck skills. We see the chain and sickle again here. Namiko helps out for like five seconds and then gets taken over again by dudes. But um, they basically mopped the floor with the ring. It was great. Yeah. It was great fun. It was awesome. Yeah. While the ring were like, they were pretty violent. You know, they had their guns. They caused a lot of drama in the movie. In the end, they really reminded me of the Foot Clan as just like useless thugs. Who like just can't, for sure they yeah. just can't get the job done, <laughs> and ma maybe never that was on purpose. Afraid, yeah, yeah, that was never afraid. Probably they never, <laughs> they never accomplished a single mission in this movie. No, no, they. I think the like most afraid I was of them was that first fight in the hotel room or whatever in the room because it's like they had all these guns in a close quarters and you know the the other two didn't, but still they got out. You know they like the the. Casey got out. Yeah. Um, 
I, they suck. Yeah, they did. They haven't accomplished anything. Sometimes they were sneaking up on them. They had like the upper hand and guns, and they would just fire and miss, and like that was it. That was you. You failed your mission. Yeah, they sucked. Which is fine. They're like yeah. They're, 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 I guess they're they should to, suck. You know that. They're meant to yeah, suck. they they should suck because you need people to just like you need people's arms and heads to get cut off. That just needs to happen in this movie. Yeah. Now with the ring dead, Ninja Massa shoots Namiko with a poison dart. He loves those. And Massa yep. and Casey have a sword fight. And it's a pretty good fight. Massa stabs yep. Casey in the arm. Casey tries to repay the favor, but the armor blocks it. Massa's suit is leveled up. Yeah. Massa is getting the upper hand, and he shows Casey the antidote for the poison dart. And then drops it on the ground, destroying it. Like you mentioned earlier, Classic like move. he loves to do. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. you can't have this. I'm going to destroy it. Yeah. That really pisses off Casey. Oh, yeah. And the police also show up now because there's two ninja fighting in the middle of the street. It makes sense. And that's yeah. just weird. It's <laughs> weird. It makes sense that the police would show up for that. <laughs> They'd get a call from a nearby nearby window. Someone's watching this. I I really appreciate that. It would have been yeah. so easy for them not to pay the money to have the police sure. helicopter yeah. show up in this yeah. scene. But there's two ninja fighting in the street of New York. You must send the police. So I, I, li- yeah. I, I liked that, uh, you know, attention to detail that they did there. For sure. Massa... He does a really cool sword technique that it looks like he's releasing some sort of hallucination dust into the air and it hits Casey and like Casey's affected by it. Mm. But here's your moment where Casey uses his senses and he, he takes a moment. He slows everything down. He listens to his surroundings. He thinks about what's going on and he realizes that Massa has made his way behind him. And Casey is able to stab backwards right through the chest of Massa. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's exactly what I wanted. That's that's what I want out of that. Uh, you know, that's what I it was. So maybe that's good, you know, because it was setting it up early in the movie and it failed. Yeah. But Casey is able to do it. You know, Casey is able to do it in this moment. So uh, it was a big payoff for me. I really liked it. I liked that he 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 won over all that whatever it was, all the ninja stuff, the technology, the hallucination, whatever was going on there. He used his senses to 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 win. I loved it. I loved that hallucination dust yeah. because we talked in uh, oh, yeah. our, our warm-up show about how the ninja actually would, um, in their sword, put like metal filings and like uh, like pepper dust or something. And when they would unsheath their sword, all that stuff would fly into your eyes and you'd be like blinded. So I do like yeah. the idea that he could have put some sort of poison or something on his sword and then as he's swinging it around, it releases it. And you know yeah. messes up uh, messes up Casey. So I really like that. It looked really cool. Now Casey runs to Namiko. He apologizes for not being able to save her. And at this point, I think if they kill her here, I'll appreciate it a lot. But they don't. Casey remembers back to an old saying from the Sensei that his sword has the power to kill, and power to heal and 
he finds an antidote hidden in the handle and saves her. So, whatever. Okay, so I was with you. You know, kind of was like, okay, she can die here. You know, that was a good move for the movie. Um, but this is sort of the only thing that saves it for me. And it's because it was like a riddle. It was a riddle that was given to us at the beginning of the movie. Like this was told to us at the beginning of the movie that the sword has the power to kill and the power to heal. And at that point, I'm like, what does that mean? What the fuck does that mean that that sword can heal? I didn't get it. I didn't put it together. So I like that he sort of puts this riddle together at the end that, oh, it has the power to heal. Maybe it has a secret compartment that has the the antidote in it because the antidote's the big thing that they have, you know, that everybody wants is the antidote to the poison. So while I was like, okay, I guess he's going to save her, this was sort of the only thing that I was okay with. This was the only th- thing that kind of won me over. Yeah, I guess I, like, I think that's cool. It's a cool idea to have that in there. I guess I'm just so down on Namiko. I wish she wasn't there. For sure, yeah. I guess yeah. I would have much preferred if during the fight, Casey got hit by the poison dart. And then right. thinks okay. back to that yeah. comment and he finds the 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 antidote and like takes yeah. it himself and then comes back to finish the fight with Massa. I think that would have been more impactful because he's the better character in this movie. He's the character that they've really pumped up. So it's going to be more impactful for us if he is dying rather than Namiko, who we sort of don't even care about. Like I would have yeah. been happy if she died. I would not have been happy if Casey died. Like you want Casey to come back and win this. So I think it would have been more effective if like, he's the one taking the antidote, but that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Massa is starting to get up again though. This guy just will not quit. He, no, he will not fueled by revenge. Yeah. Casey walks over to him, picks up Massa's sword, holds it up over Massa's head and I, as I'm watching this, I 100% do not think he's going to kill him. I think he's going to mm. do like the honorable lay the sword down and right. it's it's okay. Nope. He pops off Mass's head. Yeah, see, I thought, I thought he was going to do it because I thought this was the honorable thing. I thought Massa wanted this, wanted his head to be cut off in battle. Oh, like, maybe. Wanted that maybe. to be the only way it ended. Because to me, it looked like he was wanting that. Like, he okay. got up to all fours, and he was like, do it. You know, like, cut my head off. And so, for me, it was Casey being like, the honorable thing is to cut his head off. Oh, okay. I like that take better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I like that. We see the detective giving Casey and Namiko passports to leave the country for their help in cracking the ring. Then we see them back at the dojo. We see ninja training. We get the title card one more time. Throwing star for an A. And the end. Cool. Good movie. Great film. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. This is, uh, in my opinion, a turn your brain off. Watch a ninja kick ass. Watch a bunch of great fight scenes. Um, great realistic action. I had a ton of fun with this. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah the the story is you know very very surface level, but it doesn't matter because of how how quick the movie's moving and how great the action is. Like you're all you want is that next action scene. It's one of those types of movies, and they give it to you right away. You know they get through all the other stuff as quick as they can. Um, so sometimes it feels like it's 
you know, whatever, it's rushed or it's not as deep as it could be. It doesn't matter because all you want is that next fight scene. So they get you there. It's like, it was giving me what I wanted out of the movie. Like I, I just, every time, every time I was like, oh, I wish this would happen right now. Boom. It happened. And I was like in a fight scene and witnessing like some great stuff. So ton of fun. This movie was. Yeah. Uh, better than I was expecting. Same. Yeah. Which is uh, the trend so far. Both, both the movies have yeah. been better than I was expecting. Yeah, and even better than I was expecting, even when I was like fifteen to twenty minutes in. Like for me, it just kept getting better and better. It as really the movie did. Went on. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. did. Okay, so let's get to our rating. Cool. So, weapons and tools is our first category. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to quickly recap what we're looking for here. Perfect. Okay, we did this on Patreon, but we didn't actually share this with the main feed listeners. Okay. Weapons and tools. Do we get swords, throwing stars, knives? Are they using bombs? Are they using poison? Do they use ropes and grappling hooks, etc.? Maybe something else that we've never seen before. So for me, I was ready to give this category a 10 after five minutes into the movie. This fucking movie had nunchuck, katana, throwing stars, a staff, bow and arrow, projectiles, guns, a crutch, smoke bombs, cool ass ninja suits. Fuck yeah, dude. I give this a 10. 10 out of 10. Nice. Perfect. Um, For me, I dropped a little bit. Um, same thing. When it opens, it shows us all these kick-ass weapons. Um, they're using it in training. They're using these kick-ass weapons in training. I thought when we hit the field, I could have used a little bit more of them in the field. You know, it, it did happen at the end when we ended up opening up that big chest. That's what I was waiting for. All these cool, cool weapons that are going to be in the chest. They came out. I just thought I wanted a little bit more in the middle of, of weapon use. It, for me, it got very much, um, honed into like poison dart and sword for like the middle chunk of the movie. So I just dropped it down to a nine just for that. Cause it was, it was all there for me, but it just quite, I, I felt like there's a little bit something missing in the middle there. So I, I dropped it to a nine. That's fine. Nine is very respectable. Um, yeah. For me, I don't think you could have asked for a, a, a greater variety of weapons in this movie. I think they just did everything. Yeah. So um, yeah. that that's good though. Tactics. Okay. Are the ninja being ninja? Are they using stealth? Is there infiltration? Are they burning castles down or stealing documents? Are they trying to assassinate someone? Are they camouflaging themselves in trees? Are they hiding in plain sight? So I'll let you go first on this one. Okay, tactics is my lowest one. This is where I'm a little bit low because I think it sort of has to do with that mystery element thing, you know, using the night vision. I know how it's being done. Um, and, and just, I, I think the way the plot goes, you know, cause the plot is very revenge based, which isn't part of that ninja. It's not part of that description. It's not part of that ninja description. And like, you know, sort of the tactics that they use, they get hired for things. They steal documents. They do all this. We saw some assassination at the beginning. We saw a little bit of, uh, we definitely see like infiltration. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's for personal gain. Are they hiding in the shadows? Not really, you know, not really in this movie is the ninja I always knew where the ninja was. The ninja was never hiding on me. And it was never a mystery for me where the ninja was. And it wasn't really a mystery for the characters. 
they kind of seemed to think it was a mystery, but then they'd see him, you know, they'd see the ninja. So for me, tactics is the lowest number. I'm right in the middle. I gave it a five because there are things that the ninja is definitely doing that are ninja tactics, like assassination at the beginning, like, you know, um, impersonating that guy to get onto the plane. There's definitely things rolling along in this movie where they're using ninja tactics, but uh, I'm, I'm at a five for this. Ouch, Dean. Ouch. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, that one hurts a bit. I'm not sure I agree with that. I thought the tactics were pretty good. Like, okay. They did use a lot of stealth. I, I liked the use of stealth. I thought the night vision was fun. Now, now while, while yeah. it might not have been like the greatest use of night vision, they were still using the night vision for the ninja. That's a tactic that the ninja used. So I think yeah. you got to give it points just for them using it. Massa, I thought he hid in the dark very well. He was always coming out of the dark or going into the dark. Uh, I thought they did a lot of, you know, great scenes with just him, you know, appearing and disappearing. He manipulated the leader of the ring. That's a huge power move. Like, what a great tactic. Yeah. You're manipulating the, like, the leader of the bad guys in the movie. Um, he basically propelled him self to like the the greatest bad guy in the movie by manipulating you know the, the the lower bad guy he as you mentioned he infiltrated an airplane pretending to be someone else and he infiltrated a police station for, for me these are all like excellent excellent tactics being used in the movie uh i gave that a seven okay yeah great now fighting and kills what do the fight scenes look like? Are they well choreographed? How cool are their moves? Are limbs being lost? Are heads popping off? Do we like the kills? Do they get a reaction out of us? So I didn't think the kills were that great. They looked realistic, like we mentioned before, but most of the kills were just like a sword through the stomach over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, but they did pop off a head and they chopped off an arm. So for that, I'm giving an automatic five points. And then the fighting I thought was excellent. Great choreography, um, huge variety in the way that they were fighting. You, you never really saw the same thing happening twice. They always kept it fresh. They tried some very inventive things with the fights you could tell they weren't trying to just like dial it in as a, an action karate movie. Like they really wanted it to look great. They wanted it to be fun. So for this category, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Um, so for fighting, yeah, it's, uh, it's the best fighting. Like it's the best thing about the movie for me is the fighting. It's what I'm watching the movie again for. It's what I'm going to put it on again for is to see these fight scenes. This is as good as I think these fight scenes could be. Um, they're absolutely incredible. So I love the fighting, the kills for me. Um, I did like, I, I did like a lot of them because there's, you know, there's a couple, there's a split down the middle where one guy gets sort of split down the middle. There are a lot of sword kills, but you know, a guy gets split down the middle. It kind of goes in half. It's not the greatest effects, but uh, you get heads lopped off. You get guys thrown out of a subway train, uh, you know, the chop to the neck. I, I thought there was enough variety and that the fighting was so good. The fighting was just like so incredible. I just went 10. I went 10 okay. out of 10. This is, as, this is as good as I want to see uh, the fighting be. Like this was just, this blew my mind, the fighting. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with a 10 there. 
Now, settings and locations. What's the aesthetic of the movie? Uh, I love seeing fight scenes in fields and forests, deserts and the water. I understand that more modern movies might not have all that. So for them, what does the set look like? How are they interacting with the locations and that type of stuff? So uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go ahead. Okay, I'll go first. Um, this is a tough one because this is one of those modern movies. Exactly. You know, yeah. So we we don't have a lot of the fields. We don't have a lot of the mountains. We don't have a lot of the. We don't have any of that really. All we have are indoor fights. Um, outdoor fights happen in streets that are you know that are very closed, very closed off streets. Um, not a lot to see. Uh, so I had to think of how they're using the location, how they're using. Yeah. Are they using different locations inside? Are they, how are they using it? Um, and this was, it was great for me. Um, some of the, some of the scenery from, from scene to scene, some of them looked similar. Some of them, it's a lot of concrete, you know, that did look similar, but I liked the use of, of each one. So like in the, in the hotel, there's a different use. There's hiding, hiding in the cabinet. You know, there's, there's different use of the environment when you're in the subway, you know, Casey's jumping through, you know, the subway, uh, the, the poles on the subway. He's throwing people out the window. You know, great use of that setting. Great use of the subway setting. When we get into the street, he's jumping over cars. When we get, he's he's jump, he's doing backflips off of walls because there's like pillars in buildings. I think the use of the settings was very good in this movie, even though the locations didn't look very different from each other. So I ended up giving this a 7 out of 10. Okay, cool. Um. I- as you mentioned, this is the example of the modern day ninja movie that doesn't have the opportunity to take place in locations that I love, like the grassy field, the forests of Japan, an ocean side. But they did start in a dojo. They spent some time there yep. through the movie. They went to a couple of different countries in the movie. I absolutely love the industrial plant, which was the headquarters of the evil organization. I think that's so great. They fought in a coffee shop, a police station, the subway. Uh, I think they did a really, really good job of changing up the city locations. But I still would have liked to see a scene or two somewhere else just to keep it interesting. They easily could have done something in a park, something with nature. I just needed something a little bit different than the concrete jungle. Um, So I'm also giving this a seven. Now, finally, fun factor. Did we have fun with the movie? Would we watch it again? Would we buy the Blu-ray? Did it go fast or was it a slow drag? So for me, definitely had fun with this movie. It's a tight hour 2026. I appreciate that. Uh, I can definitely see myself watching this again with a friend. I don't think I would ever buy a copy of it, though. Um they just tried to mix in this relationship with Namiko. They tried to mix in the cop trope, but didn't flesh him out enough. We didn't talk about it, but there was even something about his parents and, and the background of his oh, parents yeah. that goes absolutely yeah. nowhere. I think he went to go see his mom and she was dead and that was it. So why even have that in the movie? That it was, was completely so useless yeah. and completely that unnecessary. So yeah. while I had a ton of fun, um, taking into consideration the few things that I would have changed, I'm giving Fun Factor a seven. Okay, great. Yeah, I uh, I'm very similar to you. Um, 
basically there's a lot of stuff going on in the movie that I don't really care about. That's one of them. You know, some of the stuff that's happening, I'm just like, okay, whatever, let's get through this. But I have enough fun in the action scenes um, that I'm definitely going to be watching it again. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get the Blu-ray. Um, it looks great on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> so as really. Long as, it's, as long as it's on YouTube and looks that good, I'm fine with that. Totally. Um, yeah, if it wasn't that good looking, you know, maybe then I would because it's maybe. really they're really cool scenes. Maybe I would get the Blu-ray. Um, yeah, I had a ton of fun with this one. Uh, I, I gave it an eight. I gave it an eight out of ten for the fun factor. Cool. Dean, that is completely amazing because our totals are both 39 for this movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the same. That's absurd. Perfect. We both absurd. we both gave the exact same score for Duel to the Death. A perfect 100 as we add yeah. our two scores together. This movie gets a 78 out of 100. A very respectable score, in my opinion. This Very was good. Yeah. a great entry into the Ninja. Our rankings are Duel to the Death and then Ninja. And I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, perfect. When it ended, I was I, I don't really like star rate stuff, but sometimes I think about it, it pops in my head. And when this thing ended, I was like, yeah, that's a good three and a half out of five, which just ends up being uh, kind of where my scores got to. I mean, the scores are a little bit closer to four out of five, but that's yeah, that right there. We've got it very close to an 8 out of 10, which is a very respectable yeah. movie. So Very good. Yeah. I definitely yeah. recommend anybody checking this movie out. It's a bunch of fun. And it's yeah, on YouTube, and it looks great. It looks so good. It's so good. Well, everyone listening, if you're thinking, hmm, how could I support Talking Back, the podcast I like listening to every week, what could I do? Well, here, let me tell you. There's a few things you could do. You could start by just telling your friends about us. The easiest thing, just share share your love of talking back with your friends. Share your favorite episode with them. Get them listening to. You can also leave a review and rating on your favorite podcast app, another you know, pretty easy thing to do that helps us out. You can send us a one-time donation on buymeacoffee.com slash talking back, or you can sign up to be a patron and gain access to exclusive episodes over at patreon.com slash talking back podcast. And now that this episode is over, don't worry, head on over to bfopnetwork.com and check out one of the other amazing nostalgia based podcasts in our network. We promise you'll find something that you like. Dean, thank you for joining. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. <laughs>